0: So I have been um, doing podcasts, as you guys know, for a little while now, and I've been mostly doing it based off of Anchor. I would pre-record stuff and I would then uh, post it onto Anchor and they would distribute it upon or to more podcast platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Breaker, iHeartRadio, so forth. So I'm trying something new, obviously. Uh, like I said, in my podcast I made just a couple of minutes ago, uh, this Spotify has this new feature where I can go live. And so I'm doing that right now. I am going to have them email me my uh, recording so that I can, maybe I will be able to post it onto other podcast platforms as well. Or maybe it'll just show up on Spotify. I'm not 100% certain. We're gonna find out though. So, um, for those of you who are listening to this pre-recorded and not live, thank you for choosing uh, Weekly Politics as your podcast today. Uh, my name is Reagan. I I live in a very Republican area, and. I grew up with Republican parents. Um, uh, I don't know what else to say. I'm basically, extremely Republican. So if you don't like my views, feel free to argue or yell at me. I, I'm used to it. If you don't like my views, just actually click away because I don't have time for your arguing either. So do that too. Save yourself some time. You won't convince me to join you. No, it's impossible. So anyways, my favorite year. That I've ever had was 2016 and 2016 it was my favorite year because well number one I got to see my grandparents in a different state and that was amazing and number two Trump won the election so that was my favorite year my favorite year after that I'm gonna have to say was 2019 that was the first year at least I can remember where I could basically afford anything I wanted uh, I took a major advantage of the economic boom happening then. And this is before COVID. COVID didn't exist quite yet, or it didn't exist in the U.S. anyway, quite yet. I loved it. It was amazing. So to uh, talk a little bit about what my general topic is here, I'm sure you've already guessed, it's politics, Republican politics. What I didn't say yet is I'm also a Christian. So something I like to do is I like to integrate my religion into the politics a little bit. So keep that in mind. If you hate what I say, that's totally fine. Realize that I am uh, integrating my religion with the uh, um, political views that I have. So don't be super mad at me if you disagree with me. (laughs) Another example is I don't like separation of church and state because... Well, it doesn't let me do a lot of stuff. For example, I am against gay marriage. I do think gay marriage should be illegal. Transgenderism should be illegal. Uh, Universal health care should be illegal. There should be some other way for our government to make money other than taxes. So I think we should find some other ways and then eventually get rid of income tax. Basically, I'm all for 100% power to the people and... Very little government. You can call me a libertarian. I'm not a libertarian, but you can call me that if you would like, although I'm not, I'm no libertarian. Anyways, <laughs> the reason why I'm for all power to the people is because we have this thing called a constitution. And the constitution is something that no other nation, at least to my knowledge, no other nation really has. Every other nation makes a law and they enforce the law. The United States, on the other hand, enforces the Constitution. So we should have a small government to make sure the Constitution is being enforced. But the major enforcers of this Constitution should be the people. The people should be making the laws. The people should be enforcing the Constitution, not some moronic democratic people up top who think that they're all powerful and think that they know what the people want because they really don't they tell the people what they want and then the people just think oh yeah actually i do want that no you don't you don't know what the side effects of those things happening are prime example sanctuary cities before trump was in office democrats came up with the idea of having sanctuary cities where they would put illegal immigrants in and Democrats love the idea, obviously, because they oh, wow, illegal immigrants get to stay in America. So Trump, as a joke, said, hey, you know what, when he was in office, you know what, let's make sanctuary cities. And the Democrats, the Democrats who came up with that idea were just like, oh, no, don't make sanctuary cities because crime will increase an enormous rate in sanctuary cities. And I'm like, duh, (laughs) what do you expect? You have these illegal immigrants entering the United States, doing whatever the heck they want. They're going to commit a ton of crime. Obviously, crime will increase in those cities. The Democrats proved the point right there. They proved right at that moment that illegal immigrants do nothing good for this country. They only support illegal immigrants entering this country, number one, because Republicans don't. And number two, because they think it's out of love and kindness that letting people into this country does. No, you're not loving anyone when you let someone into this country. What you're doing when you let someone into this country is you're actually causing drama. The real people in this, uh, the real people in this nation, the real citizens here. They're getting harmed by these illegal immigrants entering the country. They're being harmed by illegal immigrants coming in with fake IDs, uh, stealing people's social security numbers, all of this nonsense. So there's no love there. The question is, do you love the illegal immigrants more or do you love the citizens more? Because when you take the stance of letting illegal immigrants into the country, you're taking a side. You're taking a side. You're joining the illegal immigrant side. You're saying, hey, I love the illegal immigrants more than I love the American people who are actually citizens here. On the other hand, if you simply say you can enter this country if you do it legally, then you're amazing. If you simply say that, if you simply follow that, you are not taking a side. You're simply following what is right. You're following what is right. You're saying, hey, you can't illegally come here and hurt people. And I don't mean to hurt you either, but you can't hurt the people here. The only way for you to come in is if you open the door. There's an open door right here. Come on in. Yes, when you're here, it does take a while for you to become a citizen, but... You can legally stay here under a visa. And visas are not that hard to get if you actually try and work hard to become a citizen instead of just sitting here and reaping the benefits. There are thousands, maybe even millions upon millions of illegal immigrants coming every year. I don't know the exact number. I don't know if it's possible to know the exact number. But it needs to stop. All I know is that this year has been crazy. Insanity. Thankfully, Texas and Florida, they have brains, you know. (laughs) Texas said, you know what, we're going to build a wall. Trump started, we're finishing. We're building a wall along our Mexican border. And they're doing that. Florida said, you know what, Texas? I love you guys. We're going to send some of our police officers to help you out to enforce your border laws. There are already states defying the government. Speaking of defying the government, I had this crazy story to tell you guys about. I didn't say it in my pre recorded podcast, I'm going to say it live. So, Iowa, there was this article written about Iowa. And what it said is Iowans are forced to either disobey Iowa law or federal law. And it's talking about how you can't wear, you can't enforce a mask mandate anymore in Iowa. And I'm thinking to myself, hold up, wait a minute. Federal law or Iowa law? Iowans being forced to disobey one or the other? Not really. Because number one, federal law says nothing about mask mandates. There is no federal law. This is you have that businesses have to enforce mask mandates. Nothing about that whatsoever. There's also nothing in federal law that says that you can't stop people from enforcing mask mandates. Which means we are not, or Iowa anyway, is not breaking federal law. What I was doing is just simply finding some loopholes. I was pretty smart on that. Also, uh, that article is from CNN, so I mean. <laughs> Honestly, what do you expect? Fake news. Fake news every day. So this is fun, guys. I like being live. This is fun. Um, if you guys are uh, wondering what this app is called that I'm using, the new Spotify app, it's called Green Room. It's not officially released But since I signed up with my Google account, I signed up for a pre-release version of apps. I was able to get this app before it was officially released. And that's an amazing thing because this app, so far no problems for it. And I have Spotify Premium, which means I don't have ads or anything. So I can't speak for everyone, just for myself right now. So far, no problems. It's going really well. So let's talk about symbols. Uh, You know, symbols like, I don't know, let's say the mm, Confederate flag, for example. Everyone says it's a symbol of slavery and the rebellion against the Union. Well, you're right. It used to be that. It's not anymore. And if people say, well, symbols don't change. Yes, they do. For example, the right fist in the air, that symbol means revolt. It's a black symbol. You know what it used to mean? It used to be a fascist symbol. It was started by the fascists in India. That symbol changed. Its definition changed over time. The Confederate flag symbol has changed. It's now the symbol of the southern states who agree with each other. The Republican southern states. They take pride in their beliefs. They have a Confederate flag. To represent it. And if you say, well, it's horrible to take pride in your beliefs, well, I don't disagree with you. I don't like pride because it's one of the seven abominable sins. But a liberal cannot argue with that because they literally support this thing called gay pride (laughs) and have a flag to represent it. So if they try arguing with what I just said, just get out, honestly. Symbols change, like I just said. The statues in the South, they're no longer a symbol of slavery and rebellion. They're a symbol of what the South can do. They're a symbol to show you that if you mess with what the South believes, you're going to be messing with a lot more than just the South. You're going to be messing with some extremely intelligent strategists. Also, the South owns most of the guns, I'm pretty sure. So, honestly, you wouldn't want to fight with them anyway. And the reason why they own most of the guns is because most of the Republicans are down there. And the Republicans own most of the guns. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, kind of um, logic right there. So, guys, I'm just about done now. Uh, This uh, live podcast has been going on for 13 minutes and 35 seconds, 36 seconds, 37 seconds. Basically, you get the point. I kind of like this. I'm definitely going to keep doing this. We'll see what happens in the future. Um, again, if you have any questions, uh, you can email me at weeklypolitics at mail.com. If you like this, please share it with your friends who you think should hear this. Uh, hit the follow button on whatever podcast platform you're on. Or Spotify, most likely, because I'm pretty sure this will only go on Spotify. And, yeah. Have a nice day, guys. God bless you.